It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to fight your players IRL, because it's probably bad tonight. Thanks to our patrons, especially Scribbles and Carlo. Welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Instead of were-rats, the players must stop were-mice. They keep breaking into delis and eating all the fancy cheeses. So my primary problem with this one is that this is Praxis. I fully support the were-mice in their endeavours. You think the were-mice should be stealing food from small businesses? Fancy food from fancy small businesses. Okay, what you need to do is you need to teach the weir mice better practice. Point the weir mice at the local Asda. Yeah, like I was like I interpreted as some kind of gentrification thing that there were some delis moving in, and now the weir mice are eating the cheese. It's possible they actually just want cheese. But. What if it is a small business that just also sells fancy cheeses mm. in order to appeal to a wider market? Okay, so first thing... Or you maybe you do... don't think that um, people in lower income areas deserve access to fancy cheese. <laughs> We're already on the cancelling portion of the podcast. <laughs> Feel free to send us your most aggressive comments regarding this. I think what you need to do is you have to wear my sit down and discuss what the most ethical stores to break into are. Also, for legal reasons, don't steal things. <laughs> for illegal reasons, do. <laughs> we take no responsibility for any weird mice who may be inspired by this podcast. Like, so weird rats turn into, like, humanoid rats. They don't just turn into rats. Mm-hmm. So I feel a weird mouse would still be, like, a reasonable threat. Like, it's a mouse with a knife. No one said it has a knife. I mean, it's, it's a mouse. What else is it going to use to attack people? Teeths. Yeah, yeah, I guess mice have teeth. They have teeth and claws. They do. Okay, so we've established a weird mouse is a threat, but mm-hmm. might be praxis. So we need a way to team up with the Wehmouse hmm. against, I don't know the names of anyone that runs a, a big faceless corporation. That's how faceless they are. Luckily, this being fantasy, you can have Morrison's be its own sentient life form. It's actually run by the Great Lich Morrison. Yeah. The Great Lich Mori and all his sons. Oh no! Hence the name. Yeah, each... Okay, so each Morrison's has a different one of Mori's sons in it, and it's like you need to take them all down with your weird mice friend. I like it. It's like a it's like a one piece. You have to travel between the different Morrison's, hmm. getting into all sorts of shenanigans on the way in order yeah. to fight all of Mori's sons. And each one you, like, recruit a different weird creature... As your pal. What kind of were creatures do you think you would recruit? Like, do they do they all 
inhabit different aisles of the Morrisons. Yeah, like I feel like so it's either like you know more things like pigeons or weird cockroaches or other like things that steal food, mm-hmm. or you go all out. It's like yeah, this Morrisons has a rhino in it. Which aisle does the rhino inhabit in the Morrisons? What food stuff is a rhino? I'm gonna say a rhino is a dairy product because rhinos produce milk. You're not ref- wrong. It's in the refrigerated section, which is why it's so easy for it to steal the fancy cheeses. Okay, so the focus of the adventure is still cheese theft. Yeah. It's just that you're working with the cheese thieves. Okay. Like, I think this this Morrison is infested by weird rhinos, but also just standard rhinos. So part of the the problem is knowing which ones are which. Yeah. It's like a really bad version of Werewolf. It's the game of Werewolf where everything is exactly the same, except the word wolf is crossed out and someone has written rhino in pencil. I was thinking it's the same except you have to talk in rhino noises. What noise does a rhino make? I've never heard a rhino make a noise. I, I assumed rhinos bellowed, but then I realised they don't actually base that on anything. They just look like an animal that would bellow. In which case, let's assume they do, because this is not a science podcast. If there are any rhinos listening, feel free to email in and correct us. Preferably with, like, an audio sample of what your noise does sound like. So. Now I'm just thinking about all the different kinds of were creature that you could have to fight in supermarkets. Hmm. Well, animals do tend to be in supermarkets. I feel like we're cows and we're pigs and stuff are there for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a, a were peacock just hanging around the jewelry section. Yeah, we're magpie in the jewelry section would also make sense. Maybe just birds generally, honestly. Yeah. Um, Birds like to be sexy. Like, we're silkworm probably would be very unimpressive. But they have something to complain about. The hybrid form could be interesting. That's true. Like, I think there should be some completely arbitrary animal. Dogs and cats. In the pet food aisle? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're wolves and we're tigers. We don't really get weird dogs and weird cats. Well, that's because domesticating a sentient creature is generally considered unethical. True. I think that, like, whether you turn into a weird wolf or a weird dog should depend on how, like, bourgeois you are. Okay, so, like, if you live out in the woods in a cabin that you built with your own bare hands, then you turn into a, a big, ferocious, were-direwolf. Mm. But if you're, like, a lord, you turn into a were-poodle. Yeah, this... We're learning a lot about were-creatures. We are. I think... Yeah, I feel like you could also get were-rabbits and so forth in the same premise. Mm-hmm. I think you should have were-fish but mostly just because of how hilariously sad it is to be a weirfish. So, 
I feel like there is an obvious reason that you don't encounter one. But what if the hybrid form has like is like a crab? It can breathe air and water. Also, we're crab. We're crabs. Definitely overpowered. Like I feel we're crabs are like the mystical equivalent of is it carcinization? Everything becomes a crab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every weird creature, if they live long enough, their form just gets more and more crab-like. So any weird creature who's been a weird creature for, like, 30 years is now a weird crab. That's not that long. No. Because you but... get, like, in D&D, you get, like, societies of weird creatures. Are all of their elders just crabs? Yeah. They are the wisest of all animals. That's fine until you have someone that was born a were creature and then you have this 30-year-old were crab running around like it's hot shit. That's true. I am 30 years old and I don't think I could be trusted with pinchy little claws. You can barely trust it with grabby hands, let's be real. Yeah, like, realistically, I probably should not have been trusted with a corporeal form to begin with. I don't take care of it, and it only allows me to commit sins. I mean, the sins are the fun part. There's nothing wrong with the sins. Every day I blaspheme against a different god. So. There's a paladin oath. <laughs> my paladin oaths are blaspheme every day and help my steel cheese. Like, <laughs> okay, so assuming you actually want to stop the mice. The okay, logical step should continue. The logical step is you then find a weird cat. Then you find a weird dog. The old lady that swallowed the werefly. Mm. Didn't last well after the full moon set. Um <laughs> Like I feel like there's a Tom and Cherry uh campaign here. Oh, I like this. You're all maybe weird. this isn't a D and D game. This is maybe this is a Secret of Cats game. Secret of Cats, but it's um, Looney Tunes. Is I like I like that idea. There was a cartoon. Yes, there was a cartoon based RPG out there. There's an RPG for everything out there. Did you guys know about RPGs? I discovered them the other day, and they're actually really cool. <laughs> Turns out someone took this thing that we've been talking about for years and made it real. Yeah, we'll be demanding royalties soon. <laughs> yeah, I think I like the idea of a cartoon RPG because you can discard a lot of the rules for an RPG. Mm-hmm. Like you can just like if it's a cartoon, you can have a lot of yeah, that doesn't really make any sense, but fuck it. You can play the person's teeth like a xylophone. I guess a cartoon RPG would just be rule of cool taken to the logical extreme. Yeah, I think it's you get... I think it was based on you get points. Like, your skills are based on, like, how funny what you're doing is or how cool what you're doing is, rather than, you know, how good you are at doing the thing. That makes sense to me. Um, And, like, I like that idea. So, yeah, you're all cats. Do you like... Yeah, I think either it's a cartoon, or it's a dark and gritty cartoon remake. Oh no! Where you talk anvils on people and they just splat. It it's a Netflix live action version of a cartoon. 
we're introducing the Looney Tunes cinematic universe. Bugs Bunny played by Chris Pratt. Oh God, don't. Um, so there's a though it's not an RPG idea, but it's certainly a bad idea. Um, on that note, back to RPGs. So we have questions, as is traditional. Mm. Um, we fulfil our our oaths. So, someone anonymously, presumably because they're embarrassed um, about not having ideas, asks, I recently painted a mini for my character, but they come in packs of two, so I have an extra teethling sorcerer I don't know what to do with. Please, I would like the worst possible ideas. Straight up the ass. <laughs> I wish I could judge you, but you did beat me to it. I was, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is evil twin. Mm. Have you considered using dark sorcery to give it life and sapience, but not give it the ability to move or communicate? Swap the head around with the one that is actually your character and see how long it takes people to notice. Replace your GM with it. Like, Use it I as think... the BBEG and hope for the best. <laughs> like, I think the obvious solution is that you put it, like, you just have it so that if anything bad happens to your character, like, you know, they get mind-controlled or died or some hypothetical third bad thing, you just take that model out and put in the new one, like, yeah, this one's identical, but as you can see, it's a different person, so nothing bad's happened to them. Paint the robes a different colour, like, as you can see. Hmm. Like, swap out your um, mini with the unpainted one while no one's looking. And then just swap out more and more versions of your, more and more things in your house with black and white versions of themselves. <laughs> Until you're living in the 1920s. Uh, before they invented colour. Yeah. Famously, the invented colour in 1935. I kind of like the idea of using the unpainted version for, like, if your character goes through some shit, as D&D characters are want to do, you replace them with the grey version to symbolise their, their new, like, yeah. grimdark aesthetic. I like the idea that you've got, like, seven models of the same character but painted different colours for different like genres of your life. Like if you're in a wacky scene then you put in your wacky one and then dramatic scene you take them out and put in your grim You paint them with different emotions. Hmm. So that you can be more accurate. Like how is my character feeling about this encounter? Are they terrified? Are they scared shitless? Are they cautiously, but ultimately, falsely confident? I like that all three of your emotions are variants on fear. Have you seen the kind of things D&D <laughs> characters have to fight? If you just paint, like, seven different forms of suffering, you're probably good. That is how many forms of suffering there are, it's hmm. true. I have personally experienced all seven forms of suffering today just from checking the news. <laughs> 
but yeah um so yeah i do like this idea of just i have dozens of miniatures uh this will also um help increase the amount of money people who make miniatures get so if you're one of those people subscribe to our patreon and we'll continue to chill up business for you we're we're going back to just making sure you support small businesses now yeah only you can protect us from the weir mice and you know if they get into your house they will be gnawing the heads off all of your minis you can use your unpainted mini to distract the weir mice while you get your good minis to safety ultimately straight up the ass of the weirmouse yeah They'll never see it coming. I, I, I would be very surprised, to be fair. <laughs> um, like, I think we've covered every possible thing you could do with a mini. You could give it as a gift to someone, I suppose. I feel like that's veering into good ideas, though. Yeah. You like, there's lots to... of good ideas. You give it as a gift to someone aggressively, throw it at their face. If your DM kills your character, throw the mini at them and say that your character's ghost is taking revenge. Yeah, I guess, like, actually, yeah, you could use it for, like, undead or similar thing. Um, or throw it at people. I think we've done this question to a disconcerting degree. I think so. Our second question, I almost didn't include it, but I really want to hear your answer. Okay. 1,200 kobolds with traps, or one tank, who would win? Hmm. So is this like... So I feel like if it's a straight fight, the tank probably wins. But if if the kobolds have prep time, they can take Batman. Um, I feel like the fact that with traps suggests yeah, that they do I have mean, prep time. I think... Like, they're, they're allowed to home alone this. So kobolds live in little tunnels. That's their thing. Yeah. And a tank won't be very good in a little tunnel. Like, it won't be able to... It won't work very well. So they just need to get the tank into the tunnels. How many kobolds were there again? 1,200. I feel that they can sacrifice a few to lure it into... Over a pit trap. They drip under pit. The tank's now in a little tunnel. Uh, Eventually, the people in the tank will have to get out the tank. Then they can stab the people in the tank, and then they can, like, take the tank. And then you have kobolds in a tank. Yeah, then they can reverse engineer the tank. At which point the kobolds will then have the ability to defeat all of the other species of the of the world. And, yeah. Thus ensuring the kobolds take their rightful place as the um, new dragon species, which I think is what they're trying to do. My point is... Yeah, I feel like if they have prep time and they have the ability to lure the tank, mm-hmm. how aware is the tank drivers of kobolds? Because tank drivers don't tend to strike me as the kind of people who play a lot of D&D. I feel like we have to assume that this is in a world with kobolds, so the tank drivers would be aware of them. I was assuming it was a tank just teleported into, like... Forgotten realms or something, but if it's, uh, the if... tank got hit by a bus on its way to school and got isekai'd in, yes, exactly. I like the idea that the peop- that it's the tank's uh, wish fulfillment fantasy. Actually, if it's the tank's wish fulfillment fantasy, it might have more of an advantage. But it does have to earn it. Yeah, 
I feel like it depends if the tank can kill enough kobolds for it to unlock its magical girl transformation. Then it mm -hmm. takes this. Uh, I don't know how many kobolds that would be. Because if you're a tank, it's not very hard to kill kobolds. So it might actually be more than 1,200 that it needs. It might be able to do it. When it falls into the pit, then it's now got a meaningful challenge. And if mm -hmm. you can kill enough kobolds then, like if you're going to hold off long enough to show its bravery, it unlocks its magical girl transformation, turns into a tank lady, and now it can walk around while shooting people. I have a very important question for you. Yes. What does the tank's magical girl form look like? So I was assuming, like, the standard, like, you know, say, Sailor Moon kind of magical girl with a tank cannon for a head and made of metal, made of green metal. Mm-hmm. And, like, she can shoot things from her face. Does she have a miniskirt? I'm going to say yes, but she also has uh, tire tracks for legs. So it's it's kind of useless. Mm -hmm. I uh, mean, mini skirts don't really have a function beyond looking good. Let's be honest. Fair point. Um. So yeah, and I feel like I think also to make this fair, at least one kobold should have been isekai'd into our world, and is now unlocking its own magical girl transformation where it runs a Morrison. And then presumably at some point, the two magical girls, they find, like, a liminal space between the two worlds, like in Centaur World, and they have to fight. Yeah. And I don't know who to root for. I think I would root for the kobold just because the tank feels like it's at an advantage. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I, I'm guessing the tank still has all the powers of a tank. You did say you have a gun for a head. Yeah, it does have a gun for a head. So, I think the question, I think, yeah, I feel like the actual answer is that the kobold, if they have the ability to lay traps, can probably get the tank to fall in a big hole and then just wait it out. Mm -hmm. uh, do the kobolds know what a tank is? They can probably figure it out. Yeah, I feel like they'd be able to figure out it would run out of fuel eventually. Uh, but if the tank has been isekai'd in and has the capacity to unlock its magical girl transformation, then it might be harder. Fair enough. If the kobolds can also unlock a magical girl transformation, they might have an advantage because they're probably showing more courage going up against the tank. That's a lot of very tiny magical girls. Yeah. Well, they all combine into one really big magical girl. Okay. There we um, go, I've solved this problem objectively. So on that note, um, if you want to support the podcast and get homebrew bonus episodes, RPGs, playing one-shots with us on Discord, then you can go to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas. We can... It we we can't promise you'll be isekai'd if you join the Patreon, but we can't say you won't be. It will not reduce your chances of being isekai'd. That I can say confidently. Mm. Um, if you have a question, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Tumblr or Twitter or in person if you know us. 
There's um, a duck barking out my window. It has a question. Yeah, the dog's question is bark, 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 woof. Uh, if you have any suggested answers, send them in. And, and remember, remember to have, have a probably, probably bad, bad day. day. Oh.